that something will happen or be the case in the future. It's a strong belief that something will happen or it will be the case in the future. Or to expect is something is likely to happen. Um, when Jay Hoskins was here, um, he talked a little bit about expectation and he talked a little bit about a woman who's expecting she can't see the baby except for, you know, an ultrasound, but she can't see it. And until it gets a little older, she can't feel it, but there's still, once they know that they've conceived, there's an expectation that something is going to happen, right? And so it's really the same with every single thing in the Word of God. Whatever he said, whatever he spoke, the Word of God says that he's going to make it good. And you can have expectation, what did we learn what it means? That something's going to happen, that it is going to be the case. How many of you believe that God's not a liar? Amen. And so the Lord has been dealing with me about having expectation, which really is just saying, have faith in me. Have faith in God and what he says in his word or what he says by his spirit. Take him literally. Take him at his word. You know what I mean? Take him more than your mom or dad or a banker or anyone else that you respect. Take him at his word before any doctor or anything else. Take God at his word and what he says. Have expectation. Have a strong belief that what he says is going to be the case. Amen? And I was like, wow, God, that's really powerful. Just taking that word and unfolding that and starting to look at the scriptures that I'm going to share with you really stirred up the faith on the inside of me to expect and, and to see where people in the word of God had that expectation. Or where at different times in my life where I had expectation, which means that I was in faith, which is what caused the manifestation to happen. Amen? Um, we'll start off with this because God has a plan for each and every one of us. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, and he's talking to each one of us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And let me just stop there. Whenever you're reading the word, God's talking to you. So it's like not a little thing. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? We might have heard something a thousand times before, but today when you hear it, God's talking to you directly. Isn't that amazing? So one time, and I'll share this with you just real briefly. One time, um, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, turn to Jeremiah 29, 11. And I was like, well, God, I, I mean, I was silly to respond this way, but I was like, in my heart, I was like, God, I know that scripture. And um, he's like, turn. And so I turned there, and I read it, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. You know, like, yeah, God, I've heard it before. Yeah, that's good. And he's like, read on. <laughs> And basically, he unfolded to me. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you an expected end. You could read all different versions. One version says, for I know the thoughts I have for you, declares the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil, for good and not disaster, to give you an expected end or to give you a hope and a future. It just really depends on what translation you're reading. But really, I like reading numerous translations when I'm studying because I really get it unfolding to me what it really, really means. And basically, God's telling you, no matter what you're going through, and at that time in my life, I was going through a difficult period. 
And God told me, turn to this. And I knew what was there, and I knew what I was about to read. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Your plans for me are good. They're not for disaster. You know, you want everything good to work out for me. Um, they're plans for a future and a hope. I know, I know. But he's like, read on. And he says, in that day, and, and all the way to verse 14, he says, in that day you'll pray and I'll listen. You know, and I'll hear from heaven. <laughs> and um, he goes on to start declaring some things over whoever's reading. And at that time, it was me. I was reading. He was declaring some things over my life. And they were good things. They were plans that he, it wasn't just like, that's just the beginning of it. He goes on to declare that there's going to be hope that there's going to be restoration, that there's going to be healing, that there's going to be provision, um, that there's going to be a returning of, the ho of home again. You know, I mean, it's like back to, you know, where everything's good, you know, how God wants it to be. God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God starts speaking these things over me from his word. But let me just stop and say that I was going through, when he spoke those things to me, I was going through a hard time in my life. Does it mean that when he spoke those things, these things immediately vanished? No, they didn't. But when God speaks something from his word, and um, sometimes ministers will say, and I believe that this can happen supernaturally, but to me this was that, um, that the words just leaped off the page into my heart. It was that for me. But some people might actually see the words leap off the page. I mean, supernatural things can happen like that. But for me, this word got so deep into my heart and had stuck in my heart for about three years. God kept reminding me of what he said to me specifically from a scripture that had been there for over 2,000 years. <laughs> but he spoke it to me directly. And why am I saying all this? I'm saying this is he spoke this word, which was a rhema word for me, that I would have an expectation that everything is going to be all right. That he was going to work things out for my good. Amen? And that he was going to um, heal and restore and transform and return me home again. And, and whatever else he was speaking to me from that word that day. What am I saying? I'm saying if God tells you something via the Holy Spirit or the Word of God, and by the way, they come together, he's never going to say anything that's not the Word of God. But if God ever tells you something or encourages you about something, you can be sure it's going to happen. You can be sure that it's his will. Okay? And so you should then have expectation and have faith that, what did we learn about expectation? that it's going to be the case in the future. We need to have expectation. That's the word God's speaking to my heart, is have expectation. Actually be solidified. Be like absolute that when God speaks something, that settles it. Amen? Isaiah 55, 11, he says, My word does not return to me void. It will accomplish what I send it to do, and it will prosper where I send it. Amen. Even if like life looks like a disaster and he just spoke something good about your future and things might look or even feel like a disaster, you can have hope, expectation, or we could say faith that God's words will not return void. Because he spoke it, he's going to make it good. 
And I'm talking about dreams. I'm talking about visions. I'm talking about revelations from heaven. I'm talking about the word of God that he has taken and either revealed to you via by reading the word or by the preached word or by a vision or a dream. However, whatever way he wanted to reveal his words to your hearts. A lot of times he'll give a rhema word or such a strong word because it's not going to look like in the near future it's going to happen. And so you need something to hang on to. You know, I once heard Brother Hagen actually say that, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But man, oh man, time and time again when the Lord has spoken so strongly to me or a prophetic word or given me like this rhema word from heaven, so, Yeah. Sooner or later, it wasn't not that I should be afraid of getting a word from God, but it's just that he was preparing me and giving me something to hang on to, something to have expectation in that everything was going to be all right, that that storm would pass. Amen? And so, yeah, so Brother Hagin's like, I don't always try to seek out a word. If God wants to give you one, he'll give you one. If you really need, he knows if you're going to need one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if everything, just take God at his word and have expectation in the word of God in itself. But when he gives you a dream or a vision or a revelation from heaven or um, speaks to you a rhema word that just speaks to your heart so strongly, um, like he did for me that day, um, that has stuck with me for about two or three years. It had stuck with me for about two or three years. Um, when he gives you a strong word like that, cling on to it, remind yourself of it, um, to meditate on it, and get it deep into your heart because you're going to need that word. Because things sometimes ahead aren't going to look like that's going to happen. But what God spoke, he says, it will not return to him void. He's going to make it good. He's going to make it happen. You can have expectation and have faith in God and in his word. Do you know that expectation in God and in his word, even though things don't look like that's happening or like that's going to happen, like let's just say someone believing for healing. You know, um, the word of God says by Jesus' stripes you were healed. Like Jesus bore all sickness and all infirmity already on the cross. He already did everything he's ever going to do about your healing. It's already bought and paid for. Okay, so then doesn't it kind of look ridiculous when someone is sick and someone is dealing with the symptoms and they're walking around thanking the Lord and praising the Lord that by Jesus' stripes they were healed and that they're healed by the stripes of Jesus and that the, um, they're healthy and they're whole and, you know, they're speaking these things. Um, it's not denial to do that. It's not denial to have expectation and have faith in the word of God. Amen? Instead of denial, it's actually having expectation. It's not denial in what is. It's expectation in what is to come. It's, it's uh, you're planning on something. When you're um, expecting a child, you're planning ahead, and you even start purchasing things and decorating a room, and that child's not even there yet. Well, when someone is expecting God to provide all their needs according to their, his riches and glory or expecting healing, they're going to prepare. You can go ahead and daydream about getting a house when it looks like there's no income. Why am I saying that? Because if God said in his word that if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart, and you know in your heart you're delighting yourself in the Lord, and your, your heart starts desiring to have a house, then you can expect that in the near future that's going to happen for you. 
if you faint not. <laughs> Don't faint before the manifestation comes to pass. I believe that every prophecy and every word of God is taken hold of. Like, I take hold of that vision that John had of, of God pouring out buckets of money. Not that I'm like a money, you know, I'm, I just, I receive that. I'm going to, by faith, just receive that. I believe that's something that God's doing. Um, he's faithful, you know, to those who are showing themselves faithful. And you're here on a Wednesday night, and it's beautiful outside. And so you're here to receive the word because you're hungry and you're thirsty. And he says, those who hunger and thirst after me, they will be filled. And I believe that that's not just spiritually. He wants to bless us above and beyond all we could ask or think. Amen? And so he's doing that right now. Um, so... Having faith in what God says, even though it doesn't look like it's happening right now. You know, for me, it was, um, I'm going to return you home again. I'm going to restore to you your fortunes. I'm going to end your captivity. I was going through all these different things in my life. And I was dealing with them, and I was going to the right place. I was going to God. But God spoke to me a scripture that I had known all my life. But then he tells me, read on. And then it was like, Phew right to my heart, and it stuck with me for, like I said, two or three years, and I had to go back to it and remind myself of it because I knew God's word doesn't return void because it looked like things were in rough waters. It looked like rough waters. And no, I wouldn't accept it because God said everything's going to be all right. God said this, and I would remind God of what he said and what he spoke to me in his word. Amen. Um, so even though it might look your situation or what you're believing God for or what he spoke to you, um, it could have been five years ago, it might not even look like it's even close. Or maybe he spoke it via dream, vision, or revelation not too long ago, and you thought it was going to happen right away. Just don't give up. Just hold fast and remind him of what he said and be, continue thanking the Lord for what he's doing. Amen? Because even though it might look impossible, when God speaks something, you can have expectation. Remember what it means. You can have, um, be assured that something is going to happen in the near future, that it's going to be the case. It's what's going to happen. If God's doing something by his spirit and he's showing you by his word, speaking it by the spirit of God, giving you dreams, visions, revelations about something, then you can have expectation. Now, a lot of times, it's just continue in faith, continue speaking it, continue holding fast to your confession of faith regarding that thing. Um, unless he tells you to do something else, just stay in faith. And don't, you know, you're going to reap if you faint not, so just stay in faith. Don't give up on it. Amen? What the Lord started to speak to me there was that when we have expectation and we begin to speak this is huge, and then God, it wasn't even in my message here. When we begin to speak what God spoke to us, and this is something I do, but I didn't write it in my message. I just kind of do it because I do it. <laughs> I just act on God's word without realizing it. I always, always, every day, if God spoke something to me, I bring back to his remembrance what he said to me. Every day, maybe numerous times a day. And I just start thanking, Lord, I thank you that you said this. Lord, I bring it back to your remembrance because you told me to bring it back to your remembrance. And I hold fast my confession of faith without wavering because you're faithful to whom you promised. And you promised me, Lord, in that dream or in that vision or in that word of God or in that scripture, you promised me such and such. 
I bring it back to your remembrance. And I begin speaking. So, Lord, I just thank you that you're working everything out for my good. Lord, I just thank you for my new house. Or, Lord, I just thank you for my health or my healing. I just thank you for my provision. Or I just thank you for my, my deliverance. Whatever it is you're believing God for and you're having expectation for, you should be speaking it out of your mouth. Here's what the Lord said. He said you should be speaking it because speaking it builds a bridge. Here you are on one side of the creek. Oh. And the promised land is just on the other side of the creek. And when you speak and declare what God has said in his word or what he said to your heart by his spirit, you are building a bridge that you can cross over. That the Holy Spirit goes and he goes to work and builds this bridge. You start speaking it and he backs it up. What happened? He doesn't work any different than he did when he created the heavens and the earth. God spoke it and what happened? The Holy Spirit created it. So when God speaks something, it's the same thing. When God speaks something to your heart by his spirit, and this could be through words of knowledge. This could be through dreams, visions, revelations. This could be just like he spoke to me through the written word of God, and it just hits your heart. When you know God spoke to you, you got to start confessing, speaking, and building the bridge, bringing it back to his remembrance. He said, when you speak it, the Holy Spirit goes to work. Amen? See, the Word of God says that we're co-workers together with him. So when he speaks and declares something over your life and you accept it and receive it by faith, don't stop there because stopping there would be, you know, you're going to reap if you faint on that. Stopping there would be like, well, whatever will be, will be. I guess it's not for me to see. <laughs> you know, but God wants you to see it. God wants you to see that blessing that was poured out from heaven tonight. God wants it to be tangible in your life. So no, don't just receive it, oh, Lord, I receive that. But remember tomorrow to remind God of what he did in the service today and say, Lord, I thank you. I received that blessing you poured out on the service on, um, what, what day is it today, the 22nd? On May 22nd at 7 p.m., Lord, when we were worshiping you, you showed a vision, Lord, of money being poured out from buckets from heaven. So, Father, I receive that blessing, both spirit, whatever you're believing for, spiritually, financially, I thank you. I receive that provision. Lord, I thank you, God. You supply all my needs. You're paving the way. You're building a bridge. You're acting on the word. You're holding fast to your confession of faith without wavering. And he is faithful to whom he's promised. His word is his promise. And when he speaks his word, you then become pregnant with expectation that something's going to happen in the future. Amen? So when God speaks it, it's so much more solidified than when any banker would speak it, than when your parents would speak it, than when your spouse would speak it, than when any doctor would speak it. It's so much more confirmed ahead of time. But for some reason, we read it or we hear it and we let it fade away. That should not be the case. We're bringing it back to God's remembrance, but really all we're trying to, all we're really doing is helping ourselves, meditating on it dwelling on it, thanking God for it. Because as you speak it, you begin to believe it. And as you believe it, you begin to see it. And as you start to see it by the Spirit of God, all of a sudden you can walk right over that bridge and see and feel the manifestation 
of what God spoke to you. Isn't that exciting? Expectation and what God says. So the Lord, I mean, this is something that I'm walking a bridge over right now. Um, the Lord spoke to me back in November. I was praying. My husband was looking for a new job in his field of social work. And he had a numerous amount of jobs um, interviews lined up. And he was literally going for the first one of 12. And I know I've told you bits and pieces of this. But that day, I just decided, you have not, because you asked not. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask God, is this his job? I just wanted to know. And I was really making a bold move because, I mean, he was going to have 12 different interviews within the next two weeks he had scheduled. He had a huge response from his resume. So he goes for this first interview, and he's at it. And I'm sitting there, and it was about 10 a.m., which was my devotional time. Um, and so I was sitting there spending time with the Lord, and I said, Lord, is this his job? I just want to know. And I heard, I, I was like I was kind of expecting because I asked, but yet I wasn't expecting to hear this. I heard, yes, it's a gift from heaven. And um, long story short, he went through the, all, all the other interviews. He didn't get any other, well, he got two or three other second interviews, but this job gave him the second interview and offered him the job. And it has been the hugest blessing. Like we just went on a little trip, and that was all paid for by his, his job, our family. Um, and that was a huge blessing. And next year they're talking about something different, and it's pretty awesome. But um, And they're, like, certifying him in all these different um, areas that he wasn't certified in. And um, they already set him up. He's already had two promotions, and he's got a third one for October. Um, they already, you know, said this is going to be in effect in October. And it didn't look like, in the natural, it looks like a lower paying of the social work types of jobs. But God told me, and I told him ahead of time before he received the job so that he would believe me. <laughs> when God speaks, and I know he speaks, I'll say it, and I know it's by faith, so it's a little scary speaking it out and telling somebody it before it happens. But I said, I just want to let you know, this job interview that you went for today, God says, it's your job and it's a gift from heaven. And he's like, okay, cool, like that. And then he went for all these other interviews and then this was the only job that was offered to him. And it's like, it just was a confirmation. Like, okay, it's okay that the other ones didn't offer me a job because God had already spoke to him two weeks previous this word. Okay, so when that happened, I had absolute confirmation in my heart about what God had spoke to me the same morning. That morning, right after God spoke that to me, he also spoke something else to me. He said, I mean, this, mind you, my husband's looking for a job. He didn't even have a job. And God tells me, look for a house in April. But I knew what I heard. And then I got even more excited when my husband got that job that God said was a gift from heaven. Because that means if that was real, <laughs> if I heard from heaven regarding that, that means I actually heard from heaven regarding the house. And actually we move in this Saturday. Amen. He didn't even have a job. But when I heard God say that, did things look like it was all going to work out? No. He didn't have a job, you know. But I kept bringing it back to God's remembrance. And what did I do? When I, I kind of jumped ahead of, ahead of the game, he said, look for a house in April. And, and I kind of looked for the month previous. And guess when my house popped up? April 1st is when we found the house. 
Isn't that funny? I could have like not wasted all of those hours, but I enjoyed it anyways. <laughs> April 1st is when we found the house. It popped up on April 1st. It was crazy. But anyways, why am I saying all this? When God speaks, you can have absolute expectation that something's going to happen in the future. Isn't that exciting? It's not for me. It's for all of us regarding all of his word and regarding anything he has spoken to you by his spirit. None of it. He says, my word won't return void. It will accomplish. He doesn't have any hesitation in knowing that his word will be carried out. He knows that even with man it might be impossible, but with God, the word of God says, all things are possible. So who cares? You know, oh man, I'm going to talk about this in a second. But I mean, Abraham and Sarah, perfect prime examples. Talk about needing to have faith in God. But not only that, having expectation. See, God spoke something to his heart so many years before, and he still had to wait and just have confidence in what God said. Well, Mark 19, 26 says, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Mark 9, 23 says, All things are possible to who? To those who will believe. Believe what? What he spoke. So with your heart, just like when you get saved, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made. The battle is in the mind, though. Even though things don't look, taste, touch, or feel like that thing that God spoke is going to happen or, you know, took place when he spoke it, it doesn't matter. It's a faith journey. Believe it before you see it. That's how God works. Luke one thirty seven says, for nothing, nothing. I mean, he says it numerous times here. Nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible with God to those who believe. Nothing will be impossible for God. So just have that settled in your mind that no matter what he speaks to you, it's all possible. And Abraham and Sarah are the perfect examples of that. Um, What do you do when your mind, and I'm going to talk about Abraham. We're going to turn to Genesis 17 in a second. But in 2 Corinthians 10.5, I talked about this last service um, a couple Wednesdays ago. When your mind contradicts what God has spoken to you, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, to cast down all thoughts and all imaginations that are contrary to what? To the knowledge of God. Or you could say anything that's contrary to what God has spoken to you and it's coming against your mind, resist it. Cast it down. It's not from God. If it's not in line with the vision, the dream, or the Word of God that He has spoken to your heart, then it's not from God. So cast it down. All it is is the enemy's ploy to try to get you off the path of that blessing. Amen? Genesis 17, 1 through 8. Let's go there. I'm not going to read the whole story, but just give you the idea. When Abraham was 99 years old, (laughs) who wants to have a kid when they're 99? I don't think anybody. Um, The Lord appeared to him. 
So it's like, okay, this one I'm going to have to appear to him because this is a big deal. <laughs> so the Lord appears to him and says, I'm El Shaddai. I'm your provider. I'm God Almighty. In other words, all things are possible with me. You have served me faithfully and you live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee. He's putting a stamp of approval on his word. I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abraham fell down with his face to the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you. Now, keep in mind, when God speaks something, it doesn't necessarily, it's not going to feel like it. So God appears to him and speaks something so huge to him. But he appeared to him. So it's like it should be, you know, you should be able to believe this. But it went a little too long to where he ends up trying to help God out. I'm kind of jumping ahead in the story. And he's, you know, sleeps with his, you know, the maidservant to try to, you know, make things happen. Maybe God meant this. Yeah, no, God didn't mean that. He said with your wife, Sarah. Because he was talking about her giggling in the other room. So, um, so whatever the case, he's telling him, he's appearing to him, and, and God might be appearing to you, whatever. Or he might just speak a word from a preached word or from the word of God as you're reading to your heart. Whatever way he wants to do it. So with Abraham, he had to show up, and this is so huge, so he had to speak to him in person. Abraham fell his, he didn't fall until he heard what God said. He didn't even fall. It kind of makes me think he had this relationship with him where he was appearing to him kind of often. Because he doesn't fall when he shows up. He falls when he hears what he's going to do. Just a thought. But anyways, he says, this is my covenant. I'm going to make you a father of a multitude of nations. And let me just say this, that he didn't have any children yet. So it must have been a strong desire of his heart. And what does God say? That he gives you the desires of the heart to those who love him. And he just got done saying that Abraham loved him and served him faithfully and lived a blameless life. So he was going to give him the desires of his heart. And he definitely was reaping because of not fainting here. Because um, he's 99. This is my covenant with you. I will make you a father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations. There's those blessings being poured out. <laughs> many nations and kings will come among them. I will confirm, again, he's putting a stamp of approval on his own word, confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. In other words, this this lineage, this, um, these descendants are going to continue and continue and continue. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Whoa. Huge word. And I don't know about you. I don't know about him. But if God appears to me, tells me something, even though it's big, but he appeared to me and told me, I would have some kind of expectation. You know? And, I mean, he, God must have known you're, you're 99 years old. Usually you don't have kids at this age. So I'm going to go ahead and appear to him so he has this stronger expectation, this faith in what I say, that things are going to happen this way. 
So he appears to him, and some time goes by, and he does have expectation, and he's looking at the stars, and God speaks to him again and reminds him that, you know, you're going to have as many descendants as, as the stars. And so he, he reminds God, and God reminds him, and he holds fast, but he starts to faint. And the word of God says you reap if you faint not. He starts to faint, starts to try to help God out, and then God kind of reminds him. And so he gets back on the straight and narrow and starts speaking the word and starts having faith and having expectation, reminding God of what he said, and starts building the bridge to the other side of the creek, to that promised land, to the answer of what God had spoken and declared. We all know what ends up happening, don't we? Isaac ends up being born, not by Hagar, by his wife Sarah, whose womb, the word of God said, was as good as dead. It doesn't matter. I mean, people in this world have had the word of God spoken to them about having children, and they had their womb taken out. You know what I mean? They had a hysterectomy, and they still had a child, supernaturally. God, remember what we said, with God, all things are possible. It doesn't matter. If he spoke it, his word won't return void. And so that solidifies any word or any desire of your heart that he has ever spoken to you. Take hold of it and start reminding God of what he has said to your heart. Start paving the way and reminding him and thanking him for that thing. And don't give up on it. You'll reap if you faint not. Amen. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence. Or you could say faith is having expectation. It's confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not yet see. So expectation is really faith. It's absolute confidence in what you hope for and what you don't yet see, but it is to come, right? So the word of God says in Hebrews eleven six 6, that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, that those that have continual faith and expectation in him. Something that has stuck with me over the years is something that Pastor Ted has said. He says, faith is what moves God. If you want something from the Lord, have faith in him. Have faith in his word. And when, what shows faith? Action. What is your action to take? Unless he tells you, like, specifically sow a seed. Or for me, obviously, he said, look for a house in April. So I'm not going to just sit there and, like, daydream about a house. No, come April, I couldn't wait, you know, and I actually started ahead of time. But I had to do what he told me to do. Well, to each one of us, he does say, hold fast to your confession, speaking the word of God, because death and life are in the power of your tongue. You create with your tongue. Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful to whom he's promised. That's Hebrews 10.23. It's his word, all of this, is his word, and he's promised it to each one of us. So whatever you're believing God for, whatever the desire of your heart is, obviously you can't believe for someone else's spouse. 
nothing contrary to the knowledge of God, nothing contrary to the word of God. But if it's something that's a deep desire of your heart, like Abraham had a desire, even though it looked like his wife's womb is good as dead and he's too old to have kids, nothing's impossible for God. God gave him the desires of his heart and above and beyond. All he could have asked or thought. Yes, hold fast your confession of faith without wavering, for I am faithful to whom you have promised. And yes, build that bridge, build that bridge of faith by speaking the word of God, by speaking the promises that I have given you, and soon or or later, you will see the full manifestation of what I have promised you. And you'll jump and you'll scream and you'll shout and you'll proclaim what I have done for you from the rooftops. Hallelujah. See, I love testimony because it's declaring what God did for you even though you were in a test. See, you're holding fast to something that God spoke to your heart. And then sometimes you're faced with a test, you know. Are you going to hold on to it or not? Are you going to believe it or not? Are you going to wait for it or not? Abraham sure was the perfect prime example. Or the Israelites, you know, you're going to have a deliverer and you're going to go into the promised land and all this stuff, but yet they're in slavery building bricks with their bare hands. But yet they're speaking constantly about their deliverer coming. And it didn't look like there was one in sight. But what God had spoken to their ancestors came to pass, didn't it? And so anything from the word of God, we can hold fast to. We can speak it. We can declare it over our lives and receive it. And, you know, and sometimes he speaks, you know, like the word of God. I mean, that, that vision that John had is really just a scripture. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you that you don't have room enough to contain, Malachi 3.10. It's a scripture. When God speaks, it can be through a dream, vision, or a revelation from heaven, but it's really all scripture. And then you can take that and remind God of what he said and hold fast to it. Don't give up. It's okay, like I preach one Sunday morning, it's okay to keep on speaking it, keep on reminding him. He says, you'll reap if you don't give up. Until you have it in full manifestation, don't stop. Let God know you remember what he said. Let God know that you have expectation, full expectation, that he will not return void on that word. Amen? It's exciting. Galatians 6, 9, you will reap if you faint not. So everybody say this, I'm not moved by what I see. I am only moved by the word of God. I have full expectation in whatever he spoke to me by his word or by his spirit. Lord, I open myself up to you to receive all you have promised me. And I hold fast to my confession of faith without wavering in your word. I know you're faithful to me whom you've promised. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to take up tonight's time.